Listeners, welcome to another episode of The Women Your Mother Warned You About, brought to you by Sales Gravy. This is Gina Tremarco, Master Sales Traver for Sales Gravy. I know my voice sounds really sexy right now. Um, it's kind of a little cold or something. I don't know. I've been traveling a lot and it just happens. Um, but speaking of traveling, I have an awesome guest today that I'm so excited about that my friend Bethan Corvati recommended highly and her name is Sarah Weaver. I'm going to read a little bit about Sarah and then welcome her to the show. I'm super excited because I feel like I want to live Sarah's life. So just listen to this. Sarah is an author, speaker, coach, real estate investor, and business owner. She runs three businesses that serve both real estate investors and real estate agents. She travels the country coaching real estate agents and hosting intimate retreats for investors. Yeah, talk about a dream life. I want this life that she has. Um, okay, you gotta listen to this. Invested Adventures hosts epic events for real estate investors all over the world. Sarah's taking 18 investors, or maybe she already has, we'll find out, to hike Patagonia and 12 investors on an African safari in 2023. Her design services, I'll let her say it, I don't know if I'm saying it right, helps investors analyze, furnish, and launch their furnished rentals nationwide. And then there's the Sarah Weaver Mentorship Program, which serves investors looking to grow their portfolios no matter where they live. Oh, she owns 19 units in four states. I don't know where she is right now. We're going to find out. This includes nine furnished rentals, all of which she self-manages from afar. Did I mention that Sarah's always traveling? And I want to know her secrets for not getting sick on the road and sounding this raspy, she has traveled to 47 countries on six continents, has been fully nomadic since January 2019. Welcome, Sarah Weaver. And where are you? So everyone, hold your breath. It's incredibly exotic. Omaha, Nebraska. Shut up. I love Omaha. Well, I do too. I own rentals here. And I had a little mishap. On my last adventure in Guatemala, I didn't just break my arm. I annihilated. I broke every bone in my arm and got to fly to Omaha, Nebraska to have a doctor surgeon put it back together. So that is why I'm in Omaha. I'm doing physical therapy and checking on my rentals and just gearing up to heal and get back on the road. Wow. And it's your it's your left arm. Are you right handed or left handed? I am right handed. And it's funny. Everyone says, oh, thank God. But try doing anything with just one arm typing. I can't put my hair in a ponytail. Like, I don't really care dominant arm or not. Uh, anyone that has been injured knows that. Wow. You just really uh, you take your body for granted. So everyone listening, look at your hands, move them palm up, palm down and say thank you arms for working. I don't know if you can see on the video the scar on my oh, hands. Okay. I broke this wrist. It, it sounds like you've shattered yours, but no matter how little the injury, when you're put into a contraption, and, and this happened as we were launching this show, and there was a photo shoot of me with this crazy whatever, splinter cast, whatever it was called, and they had to wrap it in like black garments so I could do the photo shoot. So it didn't <laughs> look like, I mean, talk about taking, you're right, taking for granted things like opening cans. 
Oh yeah, I've had to ditch uh, recipes in the last week. I'm like, oh, never mind. Can't cook that because I can't open this jar. So, but I don't really like to cook anyway. I don't want anyone thinking <laughs> that. I should be honest. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> but to your point, it's like you take it for granted. Like I was trying to open a can of dog food and it was one of those tabs. I'm like, I didn't have to like use a can of, but you need your thumb. Yep. And I had um I had a metal rod in the middle of my finger all the way, so I couldn't bend my fingers at all. So, well, Omaha's beautiful. I hope you heal. But thank you. Did you share how you did this? Um, you know, saving children out of a burning building. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Something exotic like that. I also like Lincoln, Nebraska, not too far from Omaha. Do you have any rentals there? I don't. Maybe I should head down. I think it's only 45 minutes. Maybe maybe I'll buy something You should there. totally check out Lincoln. And it's, of course, a university town. I love Lincoln. Like, you don't, no one, like, really talks about it. But it's a great little business hub. I would definitely go check it out. It's very different. Okay. There's so much I want to ask you. And I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> so, do you live anywhere at the moment? I don't. In January 2019, so my four-year anniversary was last month, I bought a one-way ticket to Argentina. And four years later, I'm still living out of a suitcase. That is crazy. Yeah. And where do you have stuff? Like, where's the stuff that you had? I don't own very much stuff. Um, I own real estate um, and now I own nine rentals. So I always laugh. I own nine couches. Um, <laughs> they're all in rental properties. And then um, my personal belongings in, um, they're in a basement of one of my rental properties. Um, but even that, I just don't own very much stuff. Basically in summary, you don't own a lot of stuff, but you do have like nine sets of everything in your rental properties. Correct? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to hear a little bit your, about your back history, your story. What's your story? How did you go in this direction? And you're your coach, your author, your speaker, your investor, your entrepreneur, your business owner. What were you before you were a nomad? I was, gosh, I, I, my resume, Gina, is laughable because I've been a lot of things. So I have been a recruiter, a journalist, a real estate agent and an English teacher in South Korea. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So what was the what was the trigger point that got you doing what you're doing? So you've got Invested Adventures. You're hosting these events for real estate investors. Let's jump on that one first. Tell me a little bit more about how that started. Everyone always commented, wow, it's so cool. You could travel. I wish I could travel. I want to travel, 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 travel. I would pour my heart out, Gina. I would tell them what credit cards to open, to use points. I'd tell them my favorite destinations. And then I would check in with them, you know, six, seven, nine months later. And how many trips had they booked? Zero. Yeah. And it's like, okay, guys, what if I planned everything for you and just told you where to be and when? And bam, Invested Adventures was born. Wow. And so the people going on these trips... It sounds like you're targeting real estate investors. Yeah. So they wanted to have this travel life, but just didn't know how to do it. I think a lot of times people are hesitant to give themselves permission to go on a trip. Interesting. Why, yeah. why, why do you think that is? I think that there's a lot of guilt around spending money once you have decided that you're pursuing financial independence, um, mm. especially real estate investing. 
you're you're often limited by how much paid time off you get. Maybe you have family obligations. I think there's a lot of things that people don't travel, but I I, I think a lot of it comes down to justifying the money. And so when I say, well, guess what? It's a business trip. <laughs> it's a tax write-off. <laughs> you're going to be hanging out with other real estate investors. Mm-hmm. They say, great, where can I sign up? Awesome. So are these investors who they're primarily investors or do they have jobs and they're investors? What does that look like? It's a good mix. I would say majority of the people coming on these adventures still work a nine to five. They have a W-2 and they are craving an adventure like an African safari or hiking. I do a lot of hiking trips. Don't worry if you're not into hiking. We are going to the south of Italy just to drink wine and make olive oil and be married. Whoa, 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 whoa. When are you doing that? When are you doing that? That's the end of June. And I do have spots left. Everything else is sold out so far. Okay. But I okay. spots left. If you want right, to you're going to have to send me information on that. Okay, go on, go on. And And so what's so fun is that some of the trips that I do have some classroom component. So for example, we have a goal setting retreat every January. Well, we got to sit in the classroom and do some goals. But then you better believe in the evening, we're having private chefs come to the house, maybe in-house masseuse. So there's a relaxation and even an adventure component to those trips. And then something like an African safari, there's time in between, you know, the game adventures to talk about investing in the two-hour van ride. And so we don't need to sit in a classroom. We can do all of these incredible conversations around goal setting and life and investing while looking at some hippos. That is brilliant. So the goal setting, it's, is it a combination of, of personal and financial? What does that look like? Yeah, it's completely up to the individual. What I like to do is I like to create a framework, really focus on reflection. I find that January comes around and everyone goes, New Year's resolutions, bing, 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 bing. But I go, yeah, but what happened last year? Tell me about 2022. What worked? Mm. What didn't work? What felt really heavy? And then who felt heavy? Like we all know that friend that we hop on the phone with and afterwards you're like, ugh, like I don't feel better after talking to that person. Well, maybe you should slow down and really ask yourself, should I pick up the phone the next time they call? But how would you even know that those people or those situations are giving you those feelings of, you know, light, energetic, energy, joy, excitement, or like desperation or obligation or just not feeling good unless you press pause and you actually reflect on last year and what happened? Yeah, really, really good point. That's a really good point. I think we set goals, but we don't think about what, you know, I like to think about start start doing, stop doing, continue doing, like looking back at those things, analyzing it and then moving forward. I don't want to hang out in history, um, but I want to be progressive. But to be progressive, I have to look at history for a minute. Yes, I absolutely agree. How did you, so there's so much going on here and I'm fascinated by it. How did you get to the coaching component? So it feels like you were probably you're in real estate, you were traveling, people are noticing this in your world. How did you get into the coaching component? Because this is a really cool, to me, comprehensive, like fun learning, uh, professional development. How where'd the coaching come from? Absolutely. It, again, from reflection. 
everyone asks me, how did you do it? Like, how did you go from owning three units to 15 units in 90 days? Well, I stopped, I reflected, and I realized there was a complete system. So I turn around and I I put those steps together. It's a step-by-step process. And now I teach that process. <laughs> I, I didn't reinvent the wheel. I'm not the only person investing in real estate or investing long distance or even doing, you know, a combination of furnished rentals. But what I did notice is that there there was a system to what I was doing. And I don't know about you, Gina, but I just love people. Mm -hmm. And so I could sit all day and talk about two things, real estate and travel. And now I'm lucky enough that my jobs are all surrounding travel and real estate. And that's what I talk about all day. I love that. So, you know, there. I think there are a lot of people are out there that want that life of like, I want to own. I mean, I coach a lot of people in this because one of the things I ask them when I'm coaching them is, What's your end game? What's what's the exit plan, right? You're going to you're working this job for a reason, but what happens when you're done, right? Because nobody really thinks about that. And I'm like, the reason why I want to put that in your face is because to set these professional goals of the money you want to make, like, let's think about the personal that drives that, right? Like last year for me, it was like buying a new house and I'm like, oh, okay, step up my game make more money, right? And so we have to think about think about those goals. So for someone out there who's like, you know, 19 units in four states, you have a system, but if you had to give someone some quick advice or a couple tips on that, that sounds a little hard to me. Like, where do you get the money to do it? Like, how do you go from zero to 19? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that you talk about the end game. So that's where it starts. You have to figure out where are you going? Do you want $20,000 a month in cash flow? Do you want to put money into syndications? Like, where are you going? You need to figure where you're going. Then we create a strategy to get there. And so I'll have a lot of people, Gina, who come to me and they say, okay, I want to own five Airbnbs. And I say, great, why? And they say, well, I want more money. I say, great, why? They're like, well, because I want to spend more time with my family. I say, okay, great. But then they tell me that they want to self-manage all five Airbnbs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So you okay. want to spend more time with your family, but you want to spend your time answering Airbnb messages. So so your strategy has to align with your goals. Yeah. And so therefore you need to know your goals. And so we, we start there. And then you asked a really great question. How on earth do you pay for all of this? Well, it's going to depend. I have some clients that come to me and, you know, they have $500,000 of equity in their primary. Well, great. We're going to use that money to build out your real estate portfolio. I have some people come to me and they're like, well, I don't have that, but I have $50,000. Okay, well, that person's going to have a different financing strategy. Mm-hmm. Well, and we have someone that was just laid off because of layoffs. Yeah. Uh, well, they're going to have to get different financing than the person that has a stable W-2. And so all of it is very dependent on the individual when it comes to financing. And so my job is to figure out where do you want to go? How are we going to get you there? What investing strategy and financing strategy and market is going to get you where you're going? Brilliant. So you take their individual situations and because of your experience doing this, you can at least lead them in the right direction because I'm sure I'm sure your center of influence is like you've got plenty of people out there that can help in this. Well, that's what's so fun is someone comes to me and they say, hey, I want to do a um, supported living. Well, great. I know someone who's doing exactly that strategy 
in Oregon. I know someone doing that strategy in Colorado, and I know someone doing that strategy in California, and I'm going to connect you with all three of them. And then in the very same day, I have someone say, hey, I want to own an Airbnb in Panama City Beach, Florida. Great. I not only know a realtor there that would love to find you a deal, but then I also know four investors that personally own there as well. So why don't I introduce you to them? Then you can share their cleaner, their handyman, their system. Mm. And life is all about who you know. I was just going to say, it sounds like, and I'm you and I are very aligned on this, it's about being a connector. I love, love connecting people. It's why I love to travel. I love connecting with people while I'm traveling. I love my mentees because I'm connecting with them. But then more importantly, I'm connecting with people that are going to make their dreams come true. Yeah, that is awesome. So let's let's shift over into now we go hiking um, in the Patagonia or we go to Africa or for me, I would love I, I love Southern Italy. I've been several times. Um, one of my dreams, maybe you'll be able to help me, is to own property in Sorrento. All right. That's well, my list. We we can we can make your dreams come true because <laughs> when when we go to the south of Italy, this will be my first trip abroad where we're meeting with real estate agents. And so the the Italy trip is a friend of mine owns three properties including a lifestyle property with an olive orchard. So oh. we will be making our own olive oil while we're there and the number but get this, she bought the orchard 25 thousand dollars stop yeah and the olive oil she's not making a huge profit if anything she might be breaking even but it's an income producing property because of the olives oh wow i mean i've heard out there you know there's you could buy a a house for a dollar in certain places (laughs) in italy which you know i think is wrong i don't think that's true i think it's fake news but Twenty five thousand. jeez yep and now she owns three properties in that town and so we're gonna meet with her as well as her agent. And who knows, some of the people on my trip might buy a property in Italy. Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know why I'm saying some of my people I might buy a property in Italy. <laughs> of course you will. You <laughs> have I to. I did study Italian. I, mi italiano è horrible. <laughs> but I did study Italian. Brava, brava. <laughs> it, comes, it comes back to you. It comes back to you. Like when I was um, in Italy... My Italian came back to me over time, unless they were speaking a dialect. And then I was in serious trouble because uh, I could, could not understand the dialect. I almost got thrown off of a train by the conductor because I didn't understand him. The funny thing is, I understood the people around me in my compartment who were literally saying to him, she's American. She doesn't understand you. And I'm like, why do I understand them? But I don't understand him anyway. They, this is this is why you get the pod, the name of the podcast. I mean, you must get thrown off trains in Italy. They <laughs> can't even tell you some of the stories that I have abroad. I mean, I'm the actual story of how I broke my arm. I mean, I can't say it on air. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to tell me off air, and we'll keep it. Uh, we'll keep it off the record. Um, I, so I want to talk about going on this trip and doing all this. Right, you got the goal setting. You got the adventure. It sounds exotic. This is gonna be a high ticket item. That you're selling. And the reason why I, I I say that is because for me, from a sales perspective, right, selling a high ticket item like this, I want to talk about a couple things. I want to know how much these trips cost for one, because I want to see if I can get a loan to go on it, go on one of these trips. And how are you marketing and selling the high ticket item? So let's talk about price. And, yep. and then how do you find your customers? 
Absolutely. So I'm going to blow your mind. You don't need to take out a loan because Patagonia is $3,500. The African Safari, if you want to have your own private room, it's $6,000. Okay. If you are want to share a room with someone, it's $5,000. Okay. Italy, $3,500. Dang. So we're not breaking the bank with these yeah. trips. And that is what I really want to show people. Then in addition to that, I'll even send you my favorite credit cards that you should open. And then the sign-on bonus is is how you're going to pay for your flight. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so signing up for this. <laughs> I want this. All right. So how are you finding, how are you finding your customers? Instagram. So most, most of my clients hear me on a podcast. Thank you, Gina, for having me. You're so welcome. And then they follow me on Instagram at Sarah D. Weaver, which is where I announce my trips. And these are not 30 person trips. There's nothing wrong with a 30 person trip, but I want you to really get to know the people that you're traveling with. So there are about 15 people, anywhere between 13 and 17 attendees. Okay. And so the great thing is, is that from a sales point of view, I only need to sell 13 spots. So when you serve your clients really well and they post all over Instagram that they had the best time of their life, and then within six months, they've bought two more rental properties. They've maybe even partnered with someone who they met on the trip or someone else on the trip is now their private lender, that really gets people talking. Because they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me that I can go on an African safari, which has been something that, one, I thought cost $10,000. Two, something I've wanted to do for a long time. Three, it's a business trip. And now you're telling me that there's this cool stuff that happens after the trip. Like, I'm going to actually have friends that want to talk about cash on cash return or how to market yourself on Instagram. And that's like what we text in our group text is about business, living a big life, credit card hacks. It's been, I don't want to say easy. Everything in business is a challenge. Yeah. But selling the tickets um, is often the least of my worries. Okay. All right. So if it's the least of your worries, what is your worries? The logistics. (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell me more about that. So anyone that has planned your own international vacation knows that anything, lots of things can go wrong. Flights can get canceled. Visas can change, whatever that might be. So um, I'm not worried because, again, I have a plan B for my plan B. Um, but that's definitely that's the hardest part. It's it's why everyone doesn't have a, a travel company or events company yeah. is events have a lot of logistics. Mm-hmm. How are we going to keep people happy, yeah. fed? And entertained. <laughs> okay. 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 I like this. So how do you make money? Because it sounds like it's not that expensive for someone to partake in. You don't have a lot of customers per trip and you don't have to disclose your margins and all that. But like, where is the uptick for you? I'm fascinated by how people scale different parts of their business. Absolutely. So the the money comes from a couple different things. One is afterward will they join my mentorship program? Okay. Will they become an equity partner? Will they invest in a syndication that I'm doing a capital raise for? So what happens after? And then the events themselves, the margin's small. I don't advise anyone to own an events company if you're looking to get rich. But here's the great thing. Everything that, every trip that I go on is a business expense. I did something differently in 2023. 
I wrote a list of what are all of the things that Sarah Weaver wants to do this year? And then bam, African Safari, Mount Kilimanjaro, Patagonia. I want to go back to Italy. I want to go to London. I want to go to Thailand. So there's what the trips that we're doing this year. And then I am getting sponsorship. That's where the the fun comes from a business point of view is sponsors for the events. Fantastic. So who would be some of your some of your sponsors? Well, anyone that is looking to get in front of real estate investors and real estate agents. Okay. So that's often mortgage lenders, tech companies, any type of software programs that landlords use. But maybe you have someone listening and they're like, man, I want to get in front of 15 high net worth individuals to sell them skincare. Well, give me a call. I'd be happy to have you sponsor an event. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So there's there's definitely going to be more money in the sponsorship piece of it than the actual I'm buying a ticket and you're like, okay, so that's kind of awesome. And you can see, Gina, that I could I mean, I could double my prices for some of those trips, but that's not who I want to be or who I want to cater to. If you are wanting a $50,000 African safari, then you should contact a travel agent and go on a $50,000 safari by yourself. But if you are wanting to hang out with other real estate investors that are looking to pursue financial freedom through real estate investing, then come on one of my trips. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, and we're not backpacking. I want to be really clear. Like <laughs> I may be a backpacker sometime, but trust me, we're we're staying in nice places. I like okay nice things, Gina. I, I was gonna say I don't have to sleep in a in a youth hostel in Italy, <laughs> no. right? I mean, there's nothing no. wrong with that, but <laughs> no, those days are behind us. Yeah, I'm more I'm more of a glamper. Give me an RV or a hotel room before <laughs> you put me outside in a tent. <laughs> Okay. So, so cool. So I think this is really fascinating because what you're doing is you're creating an experience, right? And we remember experiences and there's meaning behind them. And then that creates a certain feeling um, towards you. And then they trust you and what you have to say and the advice that you have to give. I love that you have um, kind of a, an ascension model kind of program, sort of, you know, they come on a trip and then maybe they'll move into a mentorship program. So what happens if they move into a mentorship pro- program? What does that look like? Yeah. So my mentorship program is specifically for real estate investors. I typically attract people who are looking to buy out of state. So if you're a high net worth individual and you live in an expensive city and it's either impossible or difficult to cash flow, and you see the money that I'm making with my furnished rentals in the Midwest, you might think, hey, I want to do that. Well, I'll show you exactly how I do it. So I teach people how to analyze a a deal, analyze a market, pick a strategy, and then you get access to my Rolodex. And so if I know an investor-friendly agent that can send you deals, either one, they're going to send deals already to my mentorship, or I'm going to introduce you directly. And so my mentorship program is a 12-month program. And it's really based on radical accountability. So if you say, oh, I want to own an Airbnb this year, I'm going to say, let's do that by March 1st. And you're going to be like, that's in two weeks. I'm going to say, great. What would you need to do, Gina, to get under contract in two weeks? And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I guess like I'm already pre-approved. I already know where I want to invest. I mean, I guess I just need to call some agents. Great. Call them right now. I mean, there's no reason that people, yeah. once they have the knowledge yeah. that they can't buy real estate. 
I don't want people that don't know how to analyze deals going out and trying to buy deals in the next 14 days. But if you're equipped with the knowledge, the only thing keeping you from your dream portfolio and even your dream life, it's all up here. Yeah, I, it's 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 all fear based. Oh, all fear. It's all fear based. What if you're a wannabe investor and you want to get involved with Sarah Weaver and you want to go on a trip and you want to learn these things, but you don't maybe have a high net worth yet? Like, what does that look like? Absolutely. That is exactly the type of person that I want to come on the trip. I want someone who is an action taker. So if you're a looky-loo and you're like, no, I probably won't ever, you know, look at my per- personal financial statement or analyze a deal, then no, I don't think that this is the best trip for you. But if you're interested in living a big life <laughs> and possibly buying real estate, then I'd love to have you on the trip. Okay, so that's cool. How did you learn how to do all of this? Really, really great mentors. I think that having a mentor, even even a mentor that's two steps ahead of you, you know, you don't have to go have a mentor yeah. or guru that's 20 steps ahead of you. Sometimes it's nice to have someone two steps ahead of you because they remember how stressful it is or they don't laugh at your silly question about the due diligence process because they just went through it in the last, mm-hmm. you know, 12, 24 months. Mm-hmm. And so I was very adamant on finding mentors and that has made my journey possible. How do you manage the 19 units in four states? So I did it all until last year. Okay. And now I have someone on staff. So my my EA or, or executive assistant is helping me manage all of my properties. And she does not live where any of the units are. Um, and now the company is growing so much that I've hired someone ben- beneath her. And she delegates a lot of the duties to her as well. Fantastic. I was hoping that's what you were going to say. Because this is something big I'm constantly coaching on is delegation to not do what is not your lane. Yes. You're not your best, you know, not your brilliance. So I'm happy to hear that. I I ask that question really for everybody listening to hear, even if you don't want to be a real estate investor, if you want to scale anything or grow anything, you have to have people help you. You cannot do it by yourself. No, it will. And it was against everything that I believed in. Like I was on a hike in Guatemala and I was so nervous to come back into cell phone range. I wasn't nervous to go into no no cell phone range. Yeah. I was like, I'm like really woohoo. <laughs> but I was so nervous. And any entrepreneur knows what I'm talking about. When you look at your phone, you're like, how many notifications do I have? Like what fires do I need to put out? And that was a moment where I was like, I gotta hire someone. Like I cannot be this nervous to look at my phone because of tenants or maintenance or whatever it might be. That's that's not the whole point. The whole point of me building these businesses was to truly experience freedom. Yeah. Yeah. That makes that makes so much sense. So then you've got the design services. How do you say that? What do you call it? Aria. 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 I didn't want to get that wrong. So Aria Design Services. Tell me more about how that got started. Yeah. So I furnished actually a unit in this building that I'm sitting in. I furnished this unit above me from 8,000 miles away. I bought this property while I was living in New Zealand and I'm sitting here in Omaha, Nebraska. I posted it on the internet and everyone said, how did you do that? And then some people said, can you do that for me? And at first I was like, no, (laughs) I I got other things I'm doing. And I, I thought, wait a minute, what would an entrepreneur do? And Aria Design Services was born. 
I reached out to a friend of mine who is incredible with design, incredible at dotting I's, crossing T's, spreadsheets. She is the yin to my yang. And uh, we met in Bali and we met at a youth hostel, mind you, <laughs> a very, very famous youth hostel. Okay. And that at the time was called Aria. And so we were like, we, I mean, we have to call our company Aria because we met at this hostel Aria that is just beautiful. I mean, it looks like something from Pinterest. People would be shocked to hear that it's actually a hostel. It looks like a boutique hotel. Wow. And and we just really wanted to create a company where it solves all of your problems. So you've heard me on a podcast. You live in Chicago, but Sarah's telling you to buy in Oklahoma. Well, you have a busy job. That's why you're investing. You shouldn't take a week off to go put together nightstands in Oklahoma. That's not a good use of your time. And so instead, hire us. We'll do it for you. So how do you how do you get it done? How do you go furnish that Airbnb from Bali? Yeah, all delegation. So we have a team that flies out and does the installation. And then a lot of our clients actually work with us remotely. So even if you're that person in Chicago buying in Oklahoma, we can help you find on the ground installers in Oklahoma. Okay. It'll save you some money. Or if you just want the full package and we'll do everything for you, my installed team and designer will fly out and do it for you. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Do you um, contract with people in that area to do, do it? Both. Oh, you do both. And yeah. how does that work? I'm an investor and I want you to design th this property. Do I just tell you the feel I'm looking for or do you tell me what it should look like? Either. We have some clients call us and the reason that they're calling us is they have no desire to be involved. And then I have other people that call me and they're like, oh, but I really like the design piece, but I'm just I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed. You know, maybe it's their first out of state property or maybe it's their 50th out of state property. Whatever the reason being, they just want to delegate this piece of the puzzle. And so our clients can be as involved in the design as they want or they can just hand everything over. And I think what's really, really important is we are investors first and designers second. So just because you want to spend $40,000 on decor and you want it to look like this, we might tell you, well, based on the rental income and your competition in Tulsa, Oklahoma, maybe you shouldn't spend $40,000. Why don't we spend twelve? And see if you are impressed with what we do. Yeah, that <laughs> and, makes total sense. And usually investors are like, "Woo! finally, a designer that talks about saving money instead of spending money. That's awesome. I think that's an important piece. I know I've bought property for real for for investment um, reasons. And you have to go in with a different perspective when you're buying because you're like, I'm not going to live here. I'm not going to live here. I'm not, do you not. You're not living here. You're renting it out. It's a difference. I don't need these things. I don't yeah. need these appliances. I'm not living here. Exactly. That's so interesting. So you went fully nomadic in, since in January 2019. And then COVID. Yes. Then COVID. How did that change things for you? Because that was almost immediate. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. It changed everything. I was living in Bali. Um, when it happened. And I happened to be on what's called a visa run 
in Malaysia when uh, the U.S. president at the time announced that he was shutting the borders to the U.S. Oh, yeah. And that was March 13th. Uh, It's a day I will always remember. And my jaw hit the floor because I knew that the world was going to shut down. And so at that point, the only other country that had shut their borders was Israel and then the U.S. And then it was like, bam, countries after country just started shutting down. So within 24 hours, I had applied for a visitor visa to Australia, New Zealand. And then the third country I was considering going to was Singapore. And I wrote in my journal, best country to be trapped in during a pandemic. That's how I came up with that list of three. And within 24 hours, I was on a plane. Wow. I got goosebumps as you were telling that story because that had to be Um, There was someone else that I know in the coaching world that um, she couldn't get back to the U.S. She was stuck in Costa Rica and then she just stayed. (laughs) She she never came back. It was it was really, really scary because there was just so many unknowns. And then there's not very many people like me. You know, I mean, I have no I'm single. I have no kids. At the time I, I was working for a company that you could live anywhere. They didn't care where I lived. And so that I had no obligations in that way. Um, and and I wanted to choose a country that I was really excited about. And at the time, as you mentioned, it, it almost happened right away. It was I had only been nomadic for a year at that time. And I just wasn't ready to come back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. That was always an option, by the way. Like just because the U.S. closes its borders, you can still get in. Yeah, as a, yeah. But, but that wasn't for me, that wasn't what I wanted. And so I dreamed up, okay, Sarah, what do you want? Well, I, as I've mentioned, I love hiking. And so I flew to New Zealand. I bought a van like day one. I literally left the airport, opened Facebook Marketplace, started looking at vans and had one, uh, like I bought one within 24 hours. And again, I, I thought that I would just be there for three months. My visitor visa was for 90 days. That's what I thought. I thought, you know, the world will figure stuff out. I knew that the virus was going to stick around because keep in mind, I mean, I'd been living in Bali for three months. We had been dealing with COVID since December or January. Yeah. And so it was really shocking that like, it's almost like the whole world heard about it in March, but it was like, well, I'd been, you know, hearing about it since January, but I knew I wanted to be somewhere I felt safe and I felt safe in New Zealand. And then to my surprise, they just kept extending my visa, extending my visa. And so I lived in that van for 15 months. That is so amazing. That's so awesome. Where'd you go from New Zealand? From New Zealand, I flew here to Omaha to close on this property that I'm in right now. And I thought in my little investor brain, I was like, yeah, I'm going to become like the queen of Omaha. I'm going to move to Omaha. I'm going to start door knocking and I'm just going to buy a bunch of rentals. I never stayed still. I became a conference junkie. I wrote a book. I spoke at a bunch of conferences. I went to Guatemala, Mexico, Iceland, Amsterdam, you name it. I went there and I've still been on the road ever since. Okay. Book. What's the book called? 30 Day Stay, A Real Estate Investor's Guide to Mastering the Medium Term Rent. All right. We're going to have to promote that in our show notes. Thank Favorite you. country. Oof. My favorite food is from Japan. My favorite nature is Banff, Canada. 
The most beautiful women are in Colombia. The most beautiful men are whoever I'm having dinner with that night. (laughs) (laughs) You are a woman your mother warned you about. (laughs) Any other favorites? Oh, man. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, I love I love Mexico for the people. I love Guatemala for just ease. I just I love going back to Guatemala. Portugal. I'd love to own a property in Portugal. And yeah, I just I really just love traveling. Okay, awesome. So this year on the list, tell us again where you're going in 2023. So Invested Adventures had two events in Guatemala, two events down in Patagonia. We have an African safari and people hiking Mount Kilimanjaro. We have an event in Puglia, Italy. And then I have not yet announced the rest of the year. Um, So when I do, it will be on Instagram. So check out there. Um, But a hint is we'll do one in South America, one in North America, and we will do our first trip in Asia. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Okay, one thing, one thing that you want to do next that you haven't done yet. Man, that's a good question. I'll give you two things. So one travel related is I really want to go to the Galapagos. Ooh, yeah. That's somewhere that I am excited to go to. Um, and then something I haven't done yet. Um, I haven't dated seriously in a long time. I wanted to ask you, but I'm like, how could she ever date? Um, well, I date. I want that to be clear. <laughs> um, how do you think I learned Spanish? <laughs> so, uh, but I, yeah, I, I, it's hard to say this on air on a podcast, but um, yeah, I would like to start dating seriously again. Okay. Well, that is a really good. Thank you for bringing that here to this podcast. I hope this podcast made you feel safe to say. Um, what does that look like for you if you're going to be a nomad? Would you like it, to be less of a nomad? I would love to be less of a nomad at times. Okay. I think having a home base yeah. is something that I'm craving. Um, do I want to stop being nomadic? No, it's a little hard. Like I've tried. Don't get me wrong. I keep thinking... I'm going to live here and then I'm there six weeks and then I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it means it does mean putting down roots. And so it would be if I can like manifest, I would love to find a man who has great group of friends in his town and a job or financial situation where he can pick up and go anywhere. Do we need to be gone all the time? No, I think it's hard to keep a community when you're gone all the time. Yeah. But can you leave for three months at a time? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. Yeah. I I would think that you would you need to find the male version of you who can get up and go and kind of do his thing wherever you guys are. I mean, I'm a believer in that there's somebody for for everybody and he's out there somewhere. I recently um, was speaking at a sales kickoff for an organization and um, at their after party after after their awards. Um, one of the sales guys was telling me he's he's about to retire and his wife is going to retire. He's 55. She's 48. They, they live in Florida and he's a huge boater and he's got a boat. And I'm like, what are you going to do? He's like, we're just going to get in the boat and go and we're going to live on the boat and then we'll come back home. Like they're going to have the home base, but they're going to like go over to Spain for three months and get a boat there 
mm-hmm. and do the thing. So I, I think you, I'm pretty sure you're going to find the guy who has the same interests and the ability. I'm going to put it out to the universe for you. Thanks, Gina. <laughs> yeah, that is so awesome. I look forward to building a relationship with you because uh, I feel kindred spirits and I would love to hang out with you more and talk to you. And obviously, Beth said you got to have her on your show. So I'm happy we got you here. Um, we're going to put your information in our show notes. I'm huge into the Instagram, so I'm going to go follow you. I can't believe I haven't done it already. I just actually started an Instagram account for my husband and I because we're so dorky that we decided to start sharing ridiculous videos of each other um, to, to, to attract an audience just for the heck of it. But if people want to connect with you, what are the best ways for them to do that? Absolutely. So Instagram is probably the best. So go to Sarah D. Weaver. And then if they want further information on anything that we've talked about, my website is sarahdweaver.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here on the show today. This was so awesome. I love your story. I hope it inspired people. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me. Sure. All right, Warners, that's the end of this episode brought to you by Sales Gravy. For more information about the show, go to womenyourmotherwarnsyoubout.com or salesgravy.com. And of course, if you want to up-level your sales game, go to salesgravy.university. We have nearly 200 courses. We're adding more courses every day, both live and on demand. Go check that out and we'll see you at the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.